Hey everyone, welcome to the Industry Show. I'm your host Nitin Bajaj, and joining us today is the one and only Atul Singh. Thank Atul, you. Pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks for being in Los Angeles. Well, uh, I had to come. You invited yes. me. Yes. Thanks. So we'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Uh, like we always do, in ninety uh, seconds. I see. Okay? Tell us even quicker than Maggie two-minute yes. noodle. Yes. <laughs> That's why we picked ninety seconds. <laughs> Tell us everything about your life till this point. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. All right, time starts now. Yeah, I was born in Vasco da Gama. Mm -hmm. uh, my father had not immigrated to America, as we say, uh, right. and had joined uh, the Indian Army, seventy-one mm -hmm. war. So I grew up all around the country. Mm. Uh, was a terrible student because I all I wanted to do was play sport. Mm -hmm. My mother, in particular, wanted me to study, and shall we say there was a clash of perspectives. Right. So at seventeen, <laughs> I I uh, bombed my school exams and ran away from home. So by, at that time, my father was posted in Calcutta mm -hmm. or Kolkata, yeah. and then uh, I ended up going to uh, UP. Mm -hmm. uh, began with Allahabad, and then I basically walked around. Uh, much of my state, hmm. um, and and then I went to Lucknow University. Did uh, uh, English literature and history. Mm -hmm. um, uh, was involved in some student uh, organizations, and then I um, realized I had to get a job. So I wrote the civil <laughs> services examination. Mm -hmm. uh, as luck would have it. Um, I ended up uh, clearing it, which perhaps was the biggest mistake the <laughs> Union Public Service Commission has made uh, till date. Uh, and uh, I uh, served um, uh, as an Indian Police Service Officer um, um, and uh, then left um, for Oxford on the British Evening Radhakrishnan Scholarship, which mm -hmm. is colloquially called the Radhakrishnan okay. Scholarship. And uh, I studied philosophy, politics, and economics. Mm -hmm. Then. Uh, I studied law, worked in the city of London uh, mm -hmm. for uh, uh, Freshfields Brookhouse Daringer initially, uh, and so on and so forth, and came to Wharton for an MBA, um, mm -hmm. sleepwalked through it, uh, <laughs> and began Fair Observer, which you can see on yeah. my chest, which yes. is for all your viewers, uh, mm -hmm. which is um, um, a digital media platform, for want of a better word, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are many ways you can describe it, but essentially we look at the deeper issues behind the news, we yeah. provide context and uh, multiple perspectives. Um, as of um, two weeks ago, we have crossed 2,200 wow. uh, contributors from, well, thank you, from over 80 countries. So, so we've got voices uh, from around the world, from mm -hmm. India, from Kenya, from Nigeria, mm -hmm. from Colombia. Uh, and obviously from yeah, the UK the US. and US, yeah. absolutely. So, so that's me. Wow, thank you. <laughs> so you travel a lot. Give uh, us, um, some would say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> that's true. We travel a lot within LA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite city? London, for all its faults. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're not a weather person. You like the, the rains more than the sun. Mm. <laughs> no, it's just that uh, it has a lot of parks and I don't yeah. have to drive anywhere, unlike LA where the weather is lovely, yeah. but getting to Venice Beach yeah. is a problem. It's a contrast. Yes. Uh, and, and, and of course, I, I have my friends there because I studied yeah. at Oxford. So it's all about the friends. Yeah. Uh, to some degree, yes. Yeah. And it's got great libraries yes. and museums. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, one person you would like to meet or have met, but you would still maybe want to meet again. Well, uh, I, I, you know, unless um, uh, there is a heaven or hell, I don't <laughs> think I can meet this person. One person I'd like to meet is Julius Caesar. I was born yeah. on 15th March. Oh, wow. Uh, the, yeah. the same day he was murdered, the yeah. Ides of March. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, I had a caesarean birth, so, so yeah. I would like to meet that chap <laughs> simply because he was infernally clever. Uh, I don't want to meet his end, though, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be stabbed. Uh, well, his uh, end is your beginning. Uh, apparently, so, you know, so, so, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll have a... Uh, or maybe it's not so bad to die like that if you achieve yeah. as much in, in your lifespan, so yes. I don't know. A <laughs> uh, favorite movie? Um, Rashomon. Okay. A 1950 classic mm -hmm. by Akira Kurosawa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're a you're a student and a teacher of war. So uh, uh, not just war. <laughs> I mean, I have a favorite song too. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> which is 1905 uh, Gurudev Rabindranath uh, Thakur mm -hmm. or Tagore, yeah. uh, which is Akla Cholore. Yeah. Written the same year, mm -hmm. uh, Lord Curzon partitioned Bengal. Right. And so it was written, it was a song of protest, yes. it was a song of nationalism, mm -hmm. it was later used for Gandhi. Right. Uh, by the way, 1905 is also the year when the Japanese beat the Russians, the first time an oh, Asian right. power beat a European power. Uh, yeah. so, so he wrote it on a, a, you know, in, a, in a big historic year mm -hmm. and it's, it's just a fantastic song because it's all about uh, finding strength from within right. despite um, uh, the circumstances right. or the era March or on. the zeitgeist yeah. being against you right. uh, and so you know, it, it is that it gives uh, people who do difficult things a lot of right. courage to carry on despite hell or high water it's a very entrepreneurial song in more yes. ways than one yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Written in his inimitable uh, style and, style and yeah. uh, rhythm and yes. beauty and, and, yeah. and, and flair. We don't have such writers anymore. No, uh, you know, something's gone wrong in but some it's, ways. It's good that we can relive those moments, right? Hopefully. The, the song is still with us. Yeah, and, and we Absolutely. Can It'll be with us in a, a thousand years later right. too. It's just yeah. genius. So inspirational. Yeah. So you were serving in the IPS and in tough areas, right? Nagaland was... Apparently so. <laughs> Some would say so. I served in Tuli and Tuensan. I don't so even think most of the viewers, if they are Indian, know where know they where are. Know where those yeah. places are, right? You can look it up on Google Maps if, yeah. you, <laughs> if you, you want. Can, yeah. yes. <laughs> and, you know, so as you're serving there, you were yeah. regarded as a hero. You're working with... I don't know about that, but you well, know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Those... The, <laughs> There are enough people that love you, so... Some people hate me too, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> These were difficult areas, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you're working with the Indian Army, the... Collaborated with them, yes. Intelligence Bureau and so many other... RAW too. Yeah. 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 Uh, Three-letter acronyms that we probably don't even know exist. Uh, uh, no, no, don't, don't worry. It's not <laughs> India is a land of open secrets. Right, <laughs> right. open secrets. Right. There are no secrets in India. <laughs> you, if you, you go to Delhi and you just ask the Panmala, building Where is the raw building? They'll say, you know, that pink building there. So, <laughs> so don't worry. We don't have those uh, that many top secrets in the country. <laughs> so you're serving this you yeah. know, really crucial and important critical function. Yeah. Uh, what made you leave all that and 
move out to Oxford. So you 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 used a very good word, functions. Mm -hmm. So when I got into the IPS, I realized very early mm -hmm. I was a mere functionary. You know, I had. Uh, some light on my car, not even actually because I was in Nagaland, so I had a gypsy. But the point is, you have social status um, and, uh, and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. But when you start thinking, mm -hmm. and I unfortunately am cursed <laughs> uh, that I think, uh, that's why I have to play sport to stop myself <laughs> to from stop thinking. Yeah, exactly. What, what sport do you uh, We'll get to that in okay, a second. Yes. But um, um, I saw well, the Indian Penal Code is 1860, mm -hmm. drafted by none other right. than Lord Macaulay, who also yeah. drafted uh, the famous Education mm -hmm. Minute. Uh, so, so when you walk into a police station and uh, you register a case, mm -hmm. the first information report, yeah. uh, you, you yeah. are operating within the purview of right and wrong as defined by the great uh, Victorian yes. Englishman. Yeah. 1861, the Police Act. Now, now, my family rebelled in 1857, mm -hmm. and you know what happened to mm -hmm. families who rebelled in 1857. They got chop-chop. Yeah. Uh, so, so, some people had their heads mm -hmm. cut off, some people, uh, of course, the British were kind enough not to play football with the heads, mm -hmm. or so they say. Mm -hmm. uh, some people got blown off. Uh, cannons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, by being tied in front of cannons. Yeah. Some got hanged um, mm -hmm. on trees in front of the entire mm -hmm. village. Uh, and so on and so forth. So we didn't, shall we say, come out very well, right? right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, so I'm sure we must have had more land before mm -hmm. the 1857 yeah. rebellion than afterwards. After yeah. all, you know, I, I'm a Rajput boy without yes. land, right? I'm yes. a penniless prince now. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 you know, uh, they brought in the 1861 Police Act. Mm -hmm. Three years after Queen Victoria takes over and four years after what they call the Sepoy Mutiny. And mm -hmm. that police act still defines how the police functions. Mm -hmm. Indian Evidence Court, uh, Indian, uh, sorry, Evidence Act, mm -hmm. 1872. And I thought, hang on a minute. I'm a functionary playing as per the rules mm -hmm. written by the by long dead Englishmen. Mm -hmm. That to Victorian Englishmen. Yeah. Uh, and I thought... If I am going to play by those rules, then I'm a Muppet. Yeah. I, I should go and get an education because I'd been to Lucknow mm -hmm. University where, you know, uh, yeah, I, I jokingly say uh, in Hindi, Lucknow Vishwidyale mein vidyarthi har sham vidya ki arthi uthate the. Meaning the, the students would, would, would live the dead body yeah. of, of vidya, of education, of yeah. education every yeah. night in Ram Nam. Must have Lakshmi yeah. Mata. <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh, I got the phrase wrong, but mm. the point you get it. Uh, yeah. It was terrible. They were, they were, you know, beatings, gangs, goons. It was completely criminalized mm. campus. So I thought, hang on a moment. I don't understand the world. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm functioning. I'm a functionary mm -hmm. playing the game as per rules written by Englishmen. Mm -hmm. If I want to ever write the rules of the game. I should go and learn how to write. In their so, country. Especially go and see, yeah, right. you know, yeah, how they function because right. that is the mothership for us. Right. Whatever we talk, and we talk a lot in India. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and so I, I went off to do, I, it was a dream for me to read for a philosophy, politics and economics degree. I never thought I would get in. I had terrible marks, awful marks. I mean, look, I ran away from home. Right. Uh, in, in class 12th, I got, I think I got 
exactly 33 in mathematics and 53 <laughs> in English. So uh, uh, all of those who are watching this and have done terribly in class 12th, uh, it's okay. Hang on. You know, <laughs> apparently I can write the English. Uh, you know, I've just written a, a book chapter on Brexit. So, so the British thing I can write English. <laughs> so I think I can write English somewhat. <laughs> usually, usually it is the English who write about brownie fuzzy wuzzies, not brownie fuzzy wuzzies who write Writing about the mothership. <laughs> so, so, so at that time I thought, hey, I should do a PPE, philosophy, politics, right. and economics. I should read for it mm -hmm. uh, because it is called the Prime Minister's degree, and of course. Uh, uh, you know, David Cameron uh, had the same tutor yeah. a few years yeah. before me. Okay. Uh, he was taught by Michael Hart, uh, yeah. as was I. Yeah. Uh, I was taught one-on-one, -on -one, at most one-on-two. Right. That's another story. But uh, what made me want to go there was that my brother had been to Balliol College. Mm -hmm. Balliol College is where a number of ICS officers came out, mm -hmm. Indian civil services, um, the predecessor mm -hmm. of the IS. That's yeah. where a lot of viceroys came out of. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of legislation was drafted to yeah. run India and I mm -hmm. thought my brother had been there and he had spoken very highly and I said to understand the world to understand politics to understand philosophy to understand economics to actually write the rules of the game mm -hmm. one day I That's must go to Oxford right. I don't want to be a functionary I want to be a visionary right. and so I got That's the you, you know I got the Radha Krishnan scholarship and it was baby bye 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 and there were a lot of people who were very disappointed because a lot of my seniors hated right. me, but some loved me and some right. wanted me to stay on. Some mm -hmm. wanted me to, uh, you know, come to IB, yes. Intelligence Bureau. Yeah. Some wanted me to come to RAW, the Research mm -hmm. and Analysis Wing. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of them uh, was uh, later the director of the National Police Academy. Mm -hmm. And he wanted me, uh, you know, uh, in a few years, of course, I was young. Right. He had set his eyes on me to be assistant Future director leader, right. outdoors yeah. because I, I, you know, I, I had won a lot of medals. I'd, apparently, if I remember correctly, I had won 15 gold medals mm -hmm. uh, in the National Police wow. Academy because I had won swimming and I used to do pull-ups and nice. push-ups and all that jazz and play almost yeah. every sport. Uh, and and. Uh, and, and yes, uh, you know, I wasn't very good in racket sports, but mm -hmm. anything to do with endurance body, and, and yeah. yeah, and just uh, just uh, killing instinct, I was okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, so he had set his eyes that this chap will come as ADOD, and, yeah. uh, which is assistant director outdoors. And even mm -hmm. today, I think his name is Mahendra, I'm forgetting his last name. Mm -hmm. He looks at me and says, this is the boy who said no to me. <laughs> you know, I, he ran off to England, <laughs> never came back. So I broke a lot of uh, hearts of uh, old right. men. Maybe some young women. <laughs> and I left. Uh, that was that. <laughs> so in, in the interest of time, I'll, I'll skip forward to when you moved to the U.S. to get your mm -hmm. uh, MBA from Wharton, yeah, uh, what led you to the Fair Observer? Uh, look, it was very simple. I always had an interest in mm -hmm. um, politics, economics. Mm -hmm. Journalism, maybe? Uh, yes, in India, I yeah. used to, as a child, I used yeah. to cut out all the best uh, articles from newspapers. And mm -hmm. in those days, Indian newspapers weren't bad. They were actually, some mm -hmm. of them were pretty good. Now yeah. they're all terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, um, I had always uh, observed, because remember, I did English literature and history in Lucknow right. University. So 
my background uh, is literary and historical. My mother uh, is a Sanskrit and Hindi mm -hmm. scholar. So I was acutely conscious very early on that uh, the big figures in, uh, in history mm -hmm. all published newspapers. Gandhi published three. Um, yeah. Benjamin Franklin published a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Karl Marx published a newspaper. And, uh, and for me, um, the media was always attractive, but I didn't want to go into Indian media because mm -hmm. I didn't want to go to NDTV. I was from Lucknow right. University anyway. I would have been a second-class right. citizen. NDTV is for um, members of the Lucky Sperm right. Club. Um, similarly, if you look at other newspapers, a lot of people are fixes, mm -hmm. or television is even worse. And I didn't want to do that, so I thought one day I will start something and it was there in the back of my mind but I always thought it took too much money I would never be able to do it mm -hmm. and uh, I walked into um, the global media summit and we'd mm -hmm. had a dis discussion in December Richard Kenny Alexander Carbert and me and mm -hmm. uh, I had a couple of crappy entrepreneurial ideas because I didn't want to work for anyone mm -hmm. that was the whole reason for coming mm -hmm. to the US and um, and uh, um, they heard it out and, and Richard said interrupted me I believe and said you know this is not you I mean mm -hmm. he jokingly calls me warrior prince and, mm -hmm. and he said you know this is not you um, you know what should you be doing and just before that I had been explaining the Iran problem mm -hmm. and talking about mm -hmm. the 1953 coup in Iran which yeah. the CIA conducted mm -hmm. um, for the British and mm -hmm. said how it was important not just for Iran but for countries like India right. because India had been independent six years right. And when the CIA conducted a coup, everyone got nervous, right. not just Indians, all the way yeah. uh, in every colony. Mm -hmm. And so, and he said, you should be explaining things like this in front of television or mm -hmm. writing about it. And right. it was there in the back of my mind. I walk into the Global Media Summit mm -hmm. and I see it is anything but global. This is a foreign correspondent to Africa mm -hmm. uh, of, I believe, I don't know which of the big papers hadn't even been to Africa, <laughs> named Richard or John, <laughs> suitably white. You know, uh, you know, the foreign correspondent that the New York Times at that time uh, um, or just afterwards was packing off to India had swum for the Yale swim team. He was very good looking, but he was strong in the arm and thick in the head. Yeah. He knew nothing about India, not one language, hadn't read a decent history book on India. Mm -hmm. And I thought, hang on a moment, there's a huge problem in the media market. First, there's too much noise. Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, Twitter, etc., had right. taken yeah. off was taking off and I was a contrarian. I said, mm -hmm. no, 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 I, I go to Twitter and yes, you can follow good things, but it's too distracting. Right. So it's not very good. You mm -hmm. can't go it's deep. It's not focused. Yeah, yeah. It, and it's 140 characters. Right. Two, I thought that um, everything was a little too um, partisan, a little mm -hmm. too ethnocentric. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, we can see people have gone into right. their own echo chambers, but mm -hmm. I could see that at that stage mm -hmm. itself. And third, uh, of course, um, you know, uh, so that was a problem. Third, there was no context. Yeah. Or you can reverse it. There, there was mm -hmm. no context and, 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 and there was um, a lack of plurality of perspectives. The New York Times is the New York view of the world. Mm -hmm. The Times of India is, is the New Delhi view of right. the world. And I thought, hang on a moment, what we really need is we look at the deeper issues behind mm -hmm. the news we provide context right. and we have multiple perspectives from yeah. around the world. Mm -hmm. And that is what we set out to do. And, and uh, I will say we, we, we've s stuck to our guns. Mm -hmm. uh, we've swum against the tide. 
uh, and uh, and uh, we have uh, managed to combine diversity and quality in a way no one else does. Mm -hmm. So, what is the give us a sense of you know you've been doing this almost what ten years now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the size and scale of the operation? Okay. You mentioned twenty two hundred contributors yeah. from about eighty countries. Where mm -hmm. you know what is your readership? What is your just kind of talk to us about the operations? Okay. So think of us very much like. Um, um, the Wikipedia alternative to mm -hmm. The Economist, right. Wikipedia style yes. alternative to The Economist. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Everyone, anyone can write for us, but mm -hmm. everyone goes through the same editorial filter. Right. So 2,200 people mm -hmm. have written for us right. or sent us a podcast or something. They've contributed mm -hmm. content. Mm -hmm. That's one. Um, audience would be easily 200,000 people uh, reading us per month and if we calculate the partners obviously it'll be much More, higher right. yeah um, and what is the demographic and coming yeah. 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 demographic is a little younger so it'll be people um, you know mainly our readers will be in the 20s and 30s okay. um, and uh, the core team is very small mm -hmm. uh, the core team that does uh, things is really small you know, about five-ish, mm -hmm. uh, but we have a lot of volunteer support, right. incredible support. For instance, um, if uh, um, I need uh, something fact-checked on India, I can just call someone. Similarly, we can do the same with a number of other countries, including, right. let's say, Latin America. Mm -hmm. it, it is The reason we can do fact-check is we have a multilingual team. Right. My name is Atul Singh. My managing editor's name is Abul Hasanat Siddi. Mm -hmm. He's the author of the Arab Uprisings. Mm -hmm. uh, my deputy managing editor is Anna Pevuarchuk, mm -hmm. and she did her Abitur, which is the high mm -hmm. school in Austria. Uh, she uh, did her English literature and history in mm -hmm. St. Andrews, and and has been uh, and has trained in the BBC. So she's right. she's read her mm -hmm. her uh, you know. Goethe in German, mm -hmm. her her uh, Pushkin in Russian, and her Shakespeare in English. Yeah. At least I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so but she is trilingual, so we can yeah. do right. fact check in in three languages right. uh, just uh, with her. Yeah. And, yeah. and most, uh, almost all of us are multilingual, right. so that helps. And you're a non-profit, so in the true non-profit yes. sense, you leverage the volunteer network. Yeah. Uh, also, talk us talk to us about. You know, how do you fundraise, and what are your oh. sources of revenue? Right? Uh, so, so I fundraise very badly. I have to <laughs> prove that. Uh, <laughs> but there, the fundraising is uh, so far uh, donation-based, okay. uh, um, twofold. Uh, some bigger donors, mm -hmm. uh, uh, such as uh, Desh Deshpande, mm -hmm. uh, um, which uh, which I believe uh, mm -hmm. is common to Pratham too. Yes. Uh, yeah. And some others, um, mm -hmm. and and lots of small monthly donors, and mm -hmm. people in Africa donate as little as a dollar, mm -hmm. and um, others donate um, as high as whatever you know. Whatever uh, they can, they right. can, and so, so. And how do people donate? I mean, since they go on the website, right. uh, fairobserver.com yeah. forward slash donate. Mm -hmm. And those of you watching, go there right now. Yeah, and, and we'll and add that on the link. Yeah, and yeah. become a monthly donor. It doesn't right. matter if you donate a dollar a month, right. or five, or ten, or twenty-five. Uh, or, every dollar or more. is welcome. Yeah, yeah. Right. But monthly donors are important because remember, right. we are publishing every day. If you give us a one-time donation, yeah, it's great. Right. But we are back to hunting for donors. Right. And the more time we spend hunting for donors, the less time we are actually 
editing, doing fact check, you know, making sure the articles are written to a high quality, um, uh, liaising with contributors. Uh, at the end of the day, we provide rigorous uh, fact check right. and very well reasoned content at a time of echo chambers and fake news. Right. So, you know, free media cannot be free. If, right. if free media there is, a is price free, yeah. then you're in the pocket of the owner right. or the advertiser. Yeah. Like they say, right? Yeah. If the product is free, the product You're is the your. product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we will diversify revenue yes. sources. We'll launch a membership Based, model right. and okay. we'll also uh, have ebooks, etc., which mm. we'll sell. Okay. Um, uh, so we, That's we, coming soon. Yes, uh, okay. the new website will be launched very shortly. Okay. So watch out for that. Yeah, it'll, looking it's, forward it's, to uh, it. You know, um, uh, credit goes to our team in Jaipur, Netleon. Mm -hmm. Um, led by uh, Pankaj Sharma and Lokendra Singh, mm -hmm. and of course, my managing editor and chief operating officer, Abul Hassanat Siddiqui mm -hmm. in London, who is a genius. He's, he, works, uh, he works like a dog nonstop, mm -hmm. and it's difficult to get him to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell me about, you know, you, you're an Indian. How yeah. has your Indian ethnicity shaped you and your thoughts for good or bad? Oh, ooh la la. Ethnicity <laughs> or culture? I, I, I would, both, I, I, right? you know. It's, it's I, a factor of both. Yeah, but uh, for me, culture matters a bit more. more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe because I, I, you know, my favorite two books are Mahabharat and Iliad. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I was Indian, mm -hmm. the fact that I grew up uh, in, um, in a family that valued education right. and had a sense of history, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, uh, um, there are many bad things that come from your past and I'll right. get into that later but the good things are more important the good things are if you grow up in England you just know the British perspective right. if you grow up in America you just know the dominant perspective mm -hmm. these countries may talk about multiculturalism mm -hmm. but that's a very new idea right. very 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 yeah. new idea yeah. India is naturally the most Multi multicultural yes. place on the planet right. Look at me, I was born in Vasco da Gama, that's Catholic. Yes. When I was a young kid, I, my father was posted to Sikkim, that's mm -hmm. Buddhist. Yeah. I go to university to Lucknow, started by a Persian right. adventurer, yeah. all right? And yeah. I become very fond of Urdu poetry. Right. So that is just where I, I'm growing up, multicultural. Yeah. But right. more than that, my father gave me four history books to read. Mm -hmm. British and Indian, Soviet and American, four mm -hmm. children's history books. I. I grew up at a time of socialism. Four of right. us used to travel on one scooter. Ugh. You cannot imagine that in the US. In the US, that wouldn't be allowed. It would be like illegal. Or the UK, or France, yeah. or Germany, certainly Germany. Mm -hmm. So you think of it. You're growing up with so many different influences, right. so many different languages, so many different religions, so mm -hmm. many different perspectives. And, 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 uh, and in the same family, for instance, mm -hmm. my father is not religious, but my mother, my mother isn't privately uh, religious in the sense she'll, she'll fold her hands right. to Lakshmi Ganesh or, or Kali, right. you know, she's strong lady, mm -hmm. so Kali is her favorite deity. And my, uh, you know, mother's mother, you know, will pray three times a day and, you, and she'll keep fast for Shiva. So right. you're seeing very different kaleidoscopic uh, uh, view of the universe mm -hmm. very early. And that's what enabled me to start Fair Observer because right. it's all about multiple perspectives. Right. There's no monochromatic right. truth. Uh, and, and so that was the big advantage coming from India. 
And of course, the ability to take hardship. I've run Fair Observer right. on a shoestring. No first yeah. world boy could have done what I've done. Yeah. It's just not possible. Not possible. Right. Uh, just don't have that mm -hmm. ability to improvise, the grit, the uh, uh, right. you know familiarity with uncertainty. In India, you say you'll go somewhere, there's a traffic jam, mm -hmm. there's a cow on the road, there's an <laughs> elephant on the road, there's a procession. <laughs> you so, deal with, so so deal with it. Right. Now, the flip side is where my ethnicity has been a barrier. Mm -hmm. as, as an editor-in-chief, when I would go with my friend, people would assume I was the coder, I was the techie. <laughs> so there is an inbuilt, inbuilt bias, uh, bias right. uh, uh, or shall we say unconscious or subconscious mm -hmm. discrimination. And mm -hmm. it is not just here. It is back home in India. Oh, yeah. For instance, when I rocked up in, uh, at Indian Express, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Shekhar Gupta was the editor, mm -hmm. and I said, hey, we publish content from The Economist and New York Times, uh, maybe you could think of us. Mm -hmm. They weren't interested because, of course, uh, I'm not white, right? <laughs> and Indians like fair and lovely. <laughs> so <laughs> that is the flip side, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where being Indian can hurt, yes. can bite. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Atul, it's, it's been a pleasure and Thank you. You know, it's, time has flown past. There's so much more to talk about, but... Yeah, but you have a 30 minute limit. We have, th that's the time we have and we would love to have you back. Uh, I'd love to be back too. Thanks for being with us on the show. Uh, thank it's you been for, an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Thank Thanks you. everyone. Thanks.